All right, you have an idea? Yes. Okay. All right, go whenever you're ready. Unless you need to tell me what it is first. Nope. Hello and well... <clears throat> Hold on. That wasn't it. Hello and... Hello and... Hello and welcome to... Hey, Mason, you doing all right over there? Oh, buddy. I, I'm really going to need you to enunciate on this. We, we talked about this. You got to enunciate more. I am very excited for D&D. Oh, yeah, okay. Okay. Um, so, uh, so, uh, uh, I was expecting Mason, but clearly there's somebody else that has, has come to the... What? what is my true name? What? What is my true name? What is your true name? Oh. Boy. Uh. Big Bird. Oh. Oh, boy. Oh. Oh, my God. What happened? Uh. There was, like, something that, like, came out of your throat. And started oh talking to the mic, speaking for you. And I, I can really relate because I got a piece of apple in my throat right now. And it's been making me cough a lot, so I can I can relate to oh. this. <coughs> Is that? I don't think that was a piece of apple. <coughs> no, my trust throat? me. App, apples do do kind of like when you after you've coughed a couple of times, it really starts to hurt. And so uh, it might not feel like it was just an apple, but I but trust me. You think it was? My throat feels like it was just set on fire. Like, have you ever taken a lighter and, like, you s just spray it into your hand and then you light it and, like, your hand, like, makes a little fire poof? Yeah, no? man. No, I... Okay, oh, well, oh, you no. have. It, it yeah. feels like someone someone did that with my whole throat. Oh. <clears throat> oh, that's unpleasant. Yeah. Boy. Well, anyway, you ready for the show? I haven't even eaten it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, all right. <clears throat> Hello, and welcome to Side Character Quest. I'm your side character guest, Mason, and with me, as always, is... Oh, it's me, Ty, and hello. I have a piece of apple in my throat that's been making me cough a lot, so hopefully that passes. Uh, how are you feeling today, Mason? Uh, <clears throat> Besides all that, yeah. ignore the last, like, 30 seconds of your life and just move move forward. Yeah, there's a singe mark on my character sheet. I'm okay. Yeah? Yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm good. I'm... Uh, I remember, I'm trying to remember where we were. Yeah, it's been a little uh, while since we recorded. Uh, do you actually need a, a refresher? No, I think that we were by, I had just tried to talk with the uh, zombie jerky-like people yes. after having woken up on that roof with Blue and are now, we're now headed, we booked it towards the silos and knocked one over. Yes, 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 that is correct. I have a, I have a quick question for you. Just, just to like sort things out. Yeah. Uh, in the the last episode, there was it started with a little dream sequence, and uh, I had mentioned that you looked down, and you looked at your hooves, and you did not react. Do does does Talbot have hooves? Uh, I kind of imagined that Talbotin in his dream form is so. So we've established that Talbotin is a Brega tiefling, a cryptid tiefling. Yeah. Uh, and the more that a cryptid tiefling uses their innate magical abilities, the more they come to resemble sort of a creature of the forest. And Talbotin sort of has this deer-like appearance. I kind of imagined that a recurring thing was that in his dreams, he's often seen his 
personal form resembling more of the animalistic side to the extent of like okay it, having hooves wouldn't have been as weird so that didn't tip me off gotcha i didn't communicate this with you at all so no i mean i, I like that that's that's great because it, it was a, a moment of me realizing something about your character in that moment i just wanted to make sure that i wasn't um that I wasn't making the decision for, that you didn't think I was making the decision for you that he had hooves because what it was supposed to be was a hint that you were not in your own form. Yeah, it just, it, in my mind, I was like, this is normal. He's dreaming. This is something that happens when he dreams. All right. Uh, the glowing, the glowing, creepy looking reflection being not, uh, not normal, but. Yeah, yeah. I also made berries rain. You made what? <laughs> I made a rain of berries. That's true. Yeah, so it was good. I think it was a good dream until the end. It's a good, good, good dream. All right, you wanna wanna roll in, or do do we need any any other questions? Anything? One clarification was Blue right with me, like right up next to me. We rebooking it together. He wasn't behind or anything. No, Blue is right with you. Okay, that's the only thing I couldn't completely remember. All right, and uh, with that, let's get on to the rest of the show. We're going to fade in on the sound of maybe rustling in the underbrush and maybe some, you know, just general swamp sounds. I think we're booking it, though, right? <laughs> yes, we are booking it. Okay. Oh, all right. All right. Let's, this is let's not stop. good, Blue. Let's... This is not good. We can't stop. The, the, everything in the forest would have heard that silo fall down. Listen, Blue reaches out his hand and grabs your shoulder and forces you to stop. I turn, uh, Tableton turns and looks at him indignantly, like, what are you, why? We gotta go. Listen here. All right. <clears throat> Sorry, my throat. You have some apples stuck in your throat, Blue? I, I think I do. Sorry about that. Um, one moment. All right. There's no time for eating apples. <laughs> All right. Uh, Buck, I'm gonna need you to calm down because you are correct. Everywhere for... Miles is going to have heard that kerfuffle that you just made over there, and they're going to be coming right here, right? Yes, so we should not be right here, yes? No. All right. Good. Let's go, then? What? what do you want to stop to clarify? You're misunderstanding me. Listen, calm, calm yourself, calm yourself, and let's, let's think about this. What are we here to do, all right? We're here to locate the sounding stone and make sure that it is, it is in good condition that it is safe and that it can be used properly, right? Yes. And we're uh, also we're here... We also need to... We also... A prerequisite to completing that is staying alive, Buh, Blue. Buck, Buck, listen to me. Yes. We're also supposed to make... If this sound and zone, this whole town, is not going to be safe if there's just some monsters roaming around, right? I'm not suggesting we leave, Blue. I'm suggesting we get out I'm of suggesting, way for a moment. I'm suggesting that we know precisely where the monster's going to be in the coming minutes. They're going to be coming here. So what I'm suggesting... The monster? You think there's what, like a, like a, a papa zombie? A big bad jerky man? Well, what do you, what do you think is going on here? Clearly, clearly there's, there's some necromancer around here raising people from the dead. So we Is got, that what you... Th what do you think is going on? Well, we haven't had time to discuss it, but I'm kind right. of thinking it might be a more naturalistic phenomenon because of the vines. 
like maybe a salt thing. I don't know. You think some some druid from Mount Rena has come down here and is just making a mess of Flughaven? It might be a druid from Mount Rena or some kind of weird bizarro earth spirit or something. Do you have any evidence to provide that indicates that it's going to be something druidic beyond the well, vines? Because, I mean, we uh, could, any, uh, any okay, wizard Blue. can... Bo- Yes. We could hash out the details of what this may or may not be, perhaps at a location that's a bit further out from, oh, that. And he points backwards towards where I'm assuming we can still see the collapsed silo. And so you you guys are maybe, um, you guys are, are, are farther than that. You're, you were running for maybe five, ten minutes before he stopped you. Oh, okay. So you're not right up on it. But you are fairly close because, you know, you're running through really overgrown woods, so you can't just, like... Run, you know. I point to the silhouette of the tops of the silos if they're still visible in the distance, the ones that didn't fall. Yeah, you you can see a couple of them uh, through the trees. Yeah. All right. This is, <laughs> I'm turning a character justification into like a very hardcore justification for no reason. I could just be panicked. No, no, no I, 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 let me just say, Blue right now is trying to convince you of a plan. You don't have to go along with this and you can convince him not to, but he is going, he is trying to go for something. Hear me out. What? Hear me out. Okay. All right. I'm listening. We know exactly where this monster. Duck down. Let's just, du- okay. let's just duck all down. Right. All right. All right. All right. Uh, are you trying to specifically hide? Do you want to like roll stealth? Yes. Okay. I want to stealth us. Okay. He will roll as well. Also, I think that you might have like advantage or proficiency because of your tieflingness. I do have proficiency in stealth. Okay. Well, that was a two plus five, so seven. <laughs> yeah, and Blue got a 12, which I thought was going to be pretty bad. But yeah, you guys are trying to like crouch and whatever, but you're still talking kind of loudly. <laughs> so Panic and whatnot. All right, here's what I'm thinking. And feel free to speak your mind, but let me let me just get this out. We know that there's these undead critters walking through this forest right now, right? Yes. And we know that anything for miles around is going to have heard that silo, and if it's out for blood, which it seems like it is, it's going to come for that, right? To be fair, Blue, we shot first, but continue. I'm proposing... I shot first. I'm proposing that... It's not a contest! I'm proposing that I sit back, set up shop somewhere where I can watch whatever is going to come to this place... Find out what it is while you go check out the main town, try to locate the Sound and Stone. Then we meet up at the local inn and reconvene with full information. So you are going to stick note blue? I don't like us splitting up. What? what? Reconvene at the local inn? You assume there's an inn operating. It could just be full of jerky people and they could all be out for blood, as you said. Listen, you ah. shot first as well. So if they are perhaps peaceful, maybe the person who didn't shoot at them first should be the one to stay behind. I don't like splitting up, Blue. Why would we split up? For all we know, we're the only two sapient beings within the 100-mile radius, provided that our carriage ride has gone far away enough. I, I'm used to... I, listen, I, I understand that you're... I, I get the whole big city folk thing, but I'm yes, used I'm to poet, operating... Blue. I'm, I'm used to operating alone, all right? I don't need backup. I can take care of myself. I'm sending you to go check out the town, which sure is probably going to be abandoned, but it's not going to be more dangerous. We know where the things are going to be going. They're going to be going here. So you're assuming that every single one of them will be headed to this location, thus leaving the town in in, in, an empty, an unguarded candy shop for my inner child to go gallivanting about in. 
I see where you're, you're heading with this, but... Hmm. Blue, what, what, what you are you proposing you? might not need backup. You? Well, you might not need backup, Blue, but um, I do. I don't know how to use this sword. I'm not even sure it's an actual fighting sword. I'm just... I'm, I'm, I'm literally a poet. <laughs> do you, all right, do you know how to use one of these? Passes you the uh, hand crossbow. Or, or one of the hand, his hand crossbows. Um... Yeah, well, actually, yes. Um, we, we, when I was in college, we did have... Yes. All right, good. Here's six bolts, tipped with silver. You take those. You don't... You, I, uh, n- no, uh, Talbot wouldn't make this joke. I was going to ask if he doesn't need to lick the silver off for sustenance. <laughs> <laughs> but Talbot's in a situation, not just pretending to be, so he wouldn't say that. Never mind. Gotcha. Okay. So, uh, well, let's let's just establish sundown uh, in the evening. Once the sun starts going down, we both start making our way back towards a common point. All right. And maybe not the inn. Where are you thinking? Uh, and he is going to take out a map that he has of this this town, and he is going to show it to you, and I'm going to show it to you in a moment. Uh, I knew he had this, right? I have to have known he had this. Uh, he has to have shown this to me. Because I would be so suspicious if now is the time where he pulls out a map. Huh. You know what I mean? Yeah, so so you definitely saw him examining it on the carriage ride up. He's had it for a while. Okay. Like, And, and he hasn't tried to hide it from you. You just probably haven't asked about it up to this point. Right. Yeah, because we didn't know anything was that weird <laughs> until, until now. So I, it would have just been, yeah, you got a map. NBD. Bud. So the map that I'm going to send you is for the actual location that this is based off of, which means that some of the features are not accurate. So if there's a spot that you want to go to, you can like ask me what it actually is on the, you know, fictional map, the in-canon map. Okay, cool. I got it up. Oh, I see silos. Yeah, so we are just north of that, probably right next to the creek. Okay, so Blue, you're going to be staying... By the silos in this area, yes? That's the plan. Is your plan? Yeah, that's the plan. So why don't we split the difference and, and meet... Oh, man, by the... There's not a good landmark between here and the town. Um, All right, we've got, we've got the boardwalk crossing the, the marshlands. That's just north of here. We also have a little bit to the east of that. We've got the main bridge into town. So we could do either of those. Or we could maybe meet at the lake the little fishing hole down to the west, or we could go to the cemetery to the east, any of these things. It would take me a long time to get back from the town all the way to the fishing spot. Uh, and Listen, I'm just, I'm just laying things out for anybody who can't physically see this map right now. Yes, well, st- so am I. Strategically speaking, the, the, the fishing hole, as marked on your map, is to the west of the silos and south of the town. The town is the, to the north of here. It's a shorter jaunt for you, but a longer jaunt for me, the person who has very little fighting experience and mostly just uses words. Uh, so how about we meet at the bridge into town, like uh, underneath the bridge that leads into town? Ah, all right. That's a good idea. Like it. Oh, there is the risk of that being more highly traveled, though. Oh, goodness, I hate this, Blue. Are you sure about splitting up? No, but I'm, I'm not sure of anything in life and gotten this far. He takes a swig out of his flask. Uh, I'm going to do... I want to do an insight check on Blue. Sure. Uh, so that's an 18. Does he think that I'm just going to, like, fuck off and die, basically? Is he trying to leave <laughs> me for dead? Uh, well, you said 18? 
Yeah. Uh, let me roll so that you don't know whether he is trying to deceive you or not. Yeah. You are under the impression that he is, he is not worried about you. Like, like he, you are, you are under the impression that he is not worried about you and also does not wish you ill. Okay. Now, whether that's because he's, um, do you want to tell the listeners what he rolled? (laughs) Yeah, sure. Um, listeners, uh, Mason, can you hear me? Can you hear me? No listeners. He is not trying to deceive Mason. So it doesn't matter what he rolled. doesn't matter. He's not trying to deceive. All right, Mason, you can come back. You can tell that he is not trying to cause you direct harm and also is not worried about you. Okay, so I think what that looks like is Talbotin just kind of like looks him in the eyes and does that thing that your parents did when you were a kid and got in trouble where they get really close and like look from one eye to the other so you see like (laughs) his eyes just darting left and right slightly. And Talbotin says, okay, Blue, I'll see you at sundown at the bridge leading into the town underneath it if there's space. To the west, if it's busy, along the bank. <sighs> All right. Well, good luck, friend. Is that? Hold on, one question. Yep. There's a spot on your map, southwest corner, called Finzy Ditch. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where the Finzy lives. Right. Me that's too. where they, they that's where they farm Finzy. They you have to when you're farming Finzy, you gotta make a nice ditch, you flood the ditch, and you plant all the Finzy. You plant the Finzy after you flood. You gotta dig down deep underneath. So you gotta hold your breath, swim down to the bottom of the seabed of the ditch, and then you gotta plant the Finzy. Oh. Yeah. I always I I I guess what you said about big city folks has some merit, because I'm used to just buying Finzy at the store. You can try to buy a buy <laughs> you can buy you can uh you can certainly buy your finzy but i i find that home caught finzy is really the best kind i yeah uh, my, got... my mom had a finzy ditch oh well yeah my backyard my mom had a nice estate in the city mm. if you could my adoptive mom anyway let's move away from this because we might get killed <laughs> i'll meet you in the evening all right good see good, you later good luck blue i tip my hat to you and uh, he tips his hat, turns, and, like, skulks off, not directly back, but sort of skirting around. There's a moment where Talbotin starts sort of walking towards the town and checks back to make sure that Blue is, like, way off in the distance and then um, reaches up and touches his own hat mm-hmm. and kind of looks around and is is thinking and then... Pops the hat off and stows it in his bag. Nice. Is this the first time we've seen you take it? No, we've seen you take it off once before back in the, uh, back at with Pard. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, so his face sort of elongates. Uh, he, his features appear sort of more deer-like. I think even more so than before because he did channel some of that magic. Mm-hmm. And you are, you are also in the forest. You are outside of the city. And I, I think in Talbotin's mind, he's not sure if he's searching for a justification for this course of action because he just wants to, but he's rationalizing it as, um, I might as well be something intimidating and strange if I'm going to be stuck alone in this forest. Nice. I like it. Uh, so yeah, so his face shifts and his shoulders sort of reposition and his uh, extremities <laughs> change proportions slightly. Nice. But out of curiosity, uh, the hat... 
does it actually physically like polymorph you or is it purely an illusion that when dispelled like has this this look like you're morphing oh i thought it was like a um an incredibly dulled down polymorph sort of situation interesting okay where like and and, I don't, and if this is not okay like uh, I know we didn't talk about this either. We talked about everything but game-related stuff. <laughs> um, I, I had kind of imagined that it was like a slight polymorph, and it, it's probably a very expensive hat to even be able to do that. Yeah. Um, but like to the sense, to the extent that if Talbotton had used his Brega Tiefling abilities too much, it wouldn't be able to. Like it can do a certain amount. Ah. Uh. It can transform you 5%, but if he starts to look 10% more like a tiefling, it's only going to take him down to 5%. Gotcha. All right. I, I really I really like that. Um, and I also... So, pards is just illusory. It is not polymorphing him at all. So, I, I like that there's... That you guys have two different types. Oh. I wonder if perhaps that comes from the affluent background that Talbotton sort of had. Maybe. Yeah. I like... Maybe this was a gift from Talbotton's adoptive parents. Like, this will help you fit in in school. And, like, um, they were loaded, so yeah. it was, like, this expensive vanity hat. I love it. I love it. All right. Are you... What are you doing now? Um, creeping. Creeping like a cryptid towards the swamp campus. Cool. <laughs> swamp campus. <laughs> towards uh, Flughaven, Towards Flughaven proper. Um, is there... Really quick, while we're in a sort of pause. Is there anything on this map that I shouldn't, like, read as is? Some of the things that I'm going to say right now are not actually plot relevant, but I'm going to tell you what they are just in, you know, so that you don't know. It's chaff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So the important things to note are the fact that there are trails cutting through the woods, um, that there is a big marshy lake north of the, the city. There's a fishing hole to the west of the entrance area. There's a cemetery to the east of the entrance area. And then there's the starting silo and sheds and stuff. But every, everything else, uh, it, it understand that like the distances are not going to be perfect. So, right. Like, but there's nothing on it that like for, I don't know, any sake I shouldn't say, like Finizy is fine. <laughs> or Yeah, so Finizy, uh, I really like that you said Finzy. Um, <laughs> I misread it. Yeah, no, I love that. Um, that's why I, was, I had a really hard time not cracking because... Uh, because Finnessy Swamp is a place that I have gone to since I was a little kid. I, w- I went to a lot of like Earth Day activities here. That's awesome. Yeah, and so it was very, it was very funny, like hearing you <laughs> mispronounce it as Finzi. Uh, <laughs> I love that you're taking inspiration from places like that for SEQ. That's so fucking rad. So generally, assume that any of the words are inaccurate. Okay. This is a completely unedited map that I found online of the place. So. The general ideas of there is a building there or there is a lake there or there are trails there, there's marsh there, that is all correct. But the fact that it is a distribution canal, that might not be true. The fact that it says right. gazebo, that might not be true. Okay, but like the, there is a, like a deck in that rain garden. But yeah, so there, there is a thing there. It might not be exactly what it says, but uh, yeah. Okay. Um, so you, you've just taken off your hat and are... Heading toward town. Are you going, are you sticking with this plan that Blue has suggested or are you going to go off to your own thing? What are you, what are you thinking? The absolute last thing that Talbotson would do is go off and do his own thing. He doesn't (laughs) want to be doing this, but he's going to head straight to the town. He's going to check it out. 
and hopefully just gather information. Who knows what will actually happen? But in his mind, he's going to go there, try and see what's up to get an idea, and then meet up with Blue so they can discuss the plan moving forward. I am not deviating from the plan. Okay, so are you going to try to go across the boardwalk that goes over the marshy area, or are you going to try to go along the bridge that goes cuts over the creek and is, leads directly to the main street of town? Uh, how deep and or wide is the creek? Um, the creek itself is fairly shallow and just a little muddy, so you could probably cut across it. You can see it from where you're, you're standing at this point. So you could just, you know, forge across it. The issue is yeah. looking at the map, you can see that if you were to go directly north from where you are right now, you would end up cutting through the marsh and would have to go across the boardwalk that goes over the marsh. Or you could go a little bit to the east and go across that bridge that just, like, leads up to the town. Uh, would I have to go through the boardwalk? Couldn't I just traverse it? Traverse the marsh? Yeah. Have you ever been to a marsh? Me, personally, Mason? Yes. No. Yes. Okay, um, <laughs> roll, me a, uh, roll me a nature check. I mean, I might have, but I might just <laughs> not know it by that name. Marsh swamp kind of thing. That's 10 plus, where, what skill is nature under? Oh, intelligence. Uh, 13. 10 plus, three. okay. Uh, you kind of get the impression that the waters I I indicated on this map um, indicate a... You think it would be a bad idea. Okay. <laughs> like, it, the, the water is going to be, like, deeper. There might be snakes, crocodiles, that sort of thing. I'm going the wider route, the widest possible route, which would be across the boardwalk, then. I'm assuming that's the widest route. Yeah, the least yes. direct, like... Yes, 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 yes. Okay, I, I get what you're saying now. Yes. All right, cool. So uh, you you continue pushing forward through the the woods north of those silos, and eventually you happen upon what appears to be a very overgrown trail. Um, looking at the map, you can tell that this trail is going to lead lead you up to the boardwalk. After maybe five minutes of, of very quickly walking through the woods, the woods open up, and you see out ahead of you a boardwalk that is cutting over a very wide open marsh. Roll me a perception check. Hmm. That is 13 plus 3, 16. Uh 16. Um so looking out, the boardwalk seems like it is fairly well maintained. It is solid wood. Um doesn't seem like it's, you know, falling apart or anything, uh, anything like that. The marsh itself is deep water. There's cattails poking up there's reeds that sort of thing and then off in the distance on the opposite side of the marsh if you were to follow that boardwalk uh you can see where the boardwalk hits the land meets up with the edge of the forest over there you can see the roof of some buildings past that first rim of forest and you can also see a very large dead looking tree very very big like popping up over the tree line. Uh, this is maybe half a mile away from you. I don't know if this would be another nature check, but does it have any like distinguishing feature that stands out to me as like something I would have no know or recognize or anything? Like what kind of tree? Uh, from, from this far away, not really. Okay. I think I proceed as quickly but as quietly as I can down the boardwalk. Just straight, straight in. Okay. And as soon as the ground outside of the boardwalk is walkable, I'm going to hop off it and go around the town so as not to enter through a main route. A known, a known entrance point. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. My idea is to be as circuitous as possible given the terrain. Gotcha. So as you're, you're crossing, uh, roll me a stealth check. 
That will be a little bit of a challenge with this die and how it has been doing. That is a four. <laughs> and uh, the stealth bonus is five, so that's a nine. Um, so you, you know, walk across the boardwalk and, you know, even though it's it's a uh, you're trying to be stealthy, you're trying to be quiet. It's such a exposed area, like in, in the middle of this marsh, there's no, obviously there's no tall trees, there's nothing like that. So it, there's no way for you to really hide your form as you're crossing. But uh, but nothing nothing seems to happen as you go across. You don't see any, any more of those husk people. You don't see any um, animals, any crocodiles, anything like that. And you make it to the other side. You see the muddy shoreline. Um, on the other side of this tree line, you know that there's the buildings of Main Street Flughaven, um, and there's also that tall, dead tree a little bit to the west of where you are. There's the bridge, the main front entrance to Flughaven is off to the east. I stand still. I stand still. Uh-huh. And listen as carefully as possible. I, I just hold perfectly still and listen. Uh, and give me a perception check, I suppose. Apparently my hearing is bad, or my dice really hate me. That's a six, plus three, nine, again. Yeah, uh, you don't notice anything really beyond what I've, I've said already. You've got the, you know, mud, nature, marsh. You can't even really make out the shapes. Of the, you, know, like you know the buildings are there because you saw the rooftops when you're on the other side of the marsh. But from this angle, uh, you can't see them through the tree line. I start walking towards the city because I don't know, I rolled a nine and I think, okay, I don't hear anything. So I relax my guard a little bit and I walk not stealthily, just sort of still, you know, carefully, but not as like anxious. Walking, uh, walking towards the city, you are confronted by this, this just incredibly thick line of trees, uh, blocking you from, from making your way in. You're, you're going to have to like pull them apart maybe to get yourself through them and uh, up to the buildings. Um, it looks like there maybe used to be a trail that led led this way, but it must not have been used for a long, long time because of how much growth there is here. Uh, well, I press X to doubt. Um, I feel like <laughs> I feel like there's been a lot of new growth that we have witnessed. Fair. So I is there any way? Does the the, the trees have twigs poking off of them at various points? Yeah. Uh, would Talbotton know how to, like, tell sort of if a tree is old or new? Okay, here's something weird. Are there any sort of branches? Can Ta Okay, this might be dumb as heck. <laughs> Can Talbotton snap a branch off and just try and see if the rings inside of the branch of the tree indicate a rapid pattern of growth, such as being, like, spaced really far out as though the tree grew very quick? Or is that some kind of, like, ridiculous knowledge he wouldn't have? I don't think he would know, actually. You don't think he would, he would try? To do that? I don't think he would think to do that. Okay. He's a city boy, and we just established that even more. Okay. Uh, he's resourceful, but not quite that knowledgeable. I think he um, sticks the sword in a gap of the trees and just tries to move it around to see if they do anything crazy. Uh, yeah, there's no reaction. There, there's no, like, you know, they don't just start wrapping around the sword or anything like that. You're able to push them around, and if you want to try cutting them down uh, to make a, a space for you to cut through or fit through, then... You can. Can I squeeze through without cutting them? Sure, yeah. You push yourself through and pop out behind a wooden building. Is the building covered in vines? Yes, it is. Okay, I narrow my eyes. 
and I say under my breath, oh, good. And I walk around the backside of the building to get to the, like, I'm going to try and walk to the center of town. I've changed my mind about the approach I want to take. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, you walk around this building uh, over to an alleyway and then walk straight over to Main Street. And how dense is this uh, village, city, <sighs> town? Um, Buildings wise. Uh, taking a look around, uh, I'm not going to make you roll for this unless you want more details than what I'm, I'm giving you. Okay. Um, but looking around the space that you're in, you know, you can see that there's a wide, a wide gap between this, these two rows of buildings that are facing one another. And the gap is maybe wide enough for two carriages, you know? So it's, it's, it could be two lanes, that sort of thing. Carriage could pass another carriage without any problem. Although there is, just tons of like grass and thick vines growing along the ground. The buildings, uh, there's maybe, I don't know, 10 of them lining the street of various sizes and styles. And the gap between each building is maybe 10 feet, fairly spacious, but like also uh, not like not crazy. They're not like miles apart or anything like that. But it's but it's definitely it's far from a densely constructed area definitely not densely constructed the buildings look like they're maybe of different ages that sort of thing um at the very end of the street you see that giant tree that giant old tree i take a look at the tree from a distance and glare at it and then turn to find the entrance to the building i just walked around or try and find out what it is see if there's anything identifying what the building might be. The one that I popped yeah. directly in behind. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Um, turning around, you look and see that it, it appears, although the the vines are growing over the front of the shop, um, you can see that there's like one of those little hanging signs that has like a picture of like a hammer and um, what would it be? Like a hammer and an axe? Yeah, sure. Hammer and an axe um, indicating that this is maybe some sort of tool store or maybe a weapons store. Hard to say. Okay, I'm going to go in if I can. Yeah, um, you grab onto the, the door of this, this shop, and uh, it doesn't take much doing because the vines aren't super, like, tight, but there, there are vines on them, and as you pull, they just sort of, like, rip off, and uh, the door opens up. Um, and inside... Uh, go ahead. Important note, I grab a, a, a local rock, a nearby rock, and wedge it under the door and wedge the door open. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, yeah, you do that. And looking inside, it is it is very dark in here, very shaded. But because it's around, you know, late morning at this point, you can make out the dust that is floating in the air, little motes of dust. You see that there is a counter. You see that there's buckets full of, like, nails. There's a row of, like, hammers hanging on the wall. There's an, a few axes, a few hatchets that sort of thing. There's some long rods sitting behind the counter that are or maybe could be used for like broom handles, that sort of thing. Uh, no signs of people. No. Roll me an investigation check. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going around to the, to the counter to see if there's disturbed dust. I'm looking around, you know, full on Sherlock Holmesing the, the place, which uh, is a non-natural 20, a dirty 20. Oh, okay. I'm going to give you something good for this. So the first thing that you that you definitely notice as you round the corner uh, behind this counter, you see a human form laying on the ground behind the counter, and they are shriveled up very, very similarly to the uh, the creatures that you had seen before. Uh, but this one is not it's not moving. It's not animated. It's not like 
coming for you or anything. It's just laying there on the ground, all shriveled up. It's wearing um, a leather apron, maybe, you know, it has, has like a little hammer in its hand or on the ground next to it. And its face is just like locked in this like rictus look of, of terror. You also, taking a look around, see that there's a lot of, a lot of things have been thrown around, around it. You notice that there's the swatted bodies of some insects on the counter and uh, on that leather apron, as if he was, like, swatting at stuff. Oh, good. Oh, good. Oh, good. Good. Oh, good. Okay. Is there is there anything else in particular that you were looking for since you got a no. 20? No. Okay. No, that's that's you. Yeah, I mean, the dead body and the insects that freaks me right out. I think Talbotton either puts two and two together or leaps to an assumption depending on one's perspective <laughs> uh that whatever this dried up syndrome is caused by is likely insects. Rad. Um <laughs> Some sort of swarm of insects that is uh, going around and drying people up. Um, Tabaton takes his crossbow that was handed to him by Blue. Yep. And he stands, so this figure's lying on the ground. Yes, it's lying on the ground where its, its head is maybe lifted up a little bit by the wall that it is leaning against, but it's mostly just flat on the ground. Tabaton steps back far enough that it would not be able to reach him without uh, before he can react, points his crossbow at the head of the creature, and casts message um, at it and says, um, Hello, wake up. And I'm readying an action. If this thing moves too quickly, it's getting a bolt. You do that, and uh, you do not get any sort of response. I, uh, I pick up an object off the ground near me, and I throw it at it. <laughs> uh, maybe one of the hammers that was on the counter? Yeah, but like not like... To hurt just it. gently. But yeah, just like I toss it onto its lap. Um, it lands on the lap and just like this dust billows off of it. Um, and the head just sort of slumps to the side. Okay. Well, I'm terribly sorry about the state of your shop. I says aloud. And I will find out who did this to you. And I think, is there like, Salvatin grabs like a blanket or something, like a, a cloth from somewhere and just sort of covers the person. Yeah, there was a uh, maybe a white cloth that was um, on one of the tables, the display tables. And you grab that, you brush some uh, some of the stuff that was sitting on of it out of, off to the side and you're able to lay it on over him. And I think Talbotton just sort of is just thinking like, okay, these are these are people. These were normal people, and something horrible has happened. Mm -hmm. um, insects. Insects, nature, nature, tree, lot of nature, weird nature, big tree, big tree, weird tree. I go out the door. Can I just... Leaving it propped open. Oh. Can I just say, I just remembered now that I had meant to have Blue ask you for a way for you to sig signal if there was an emergency. Yeah. And I totally forgot. <laughs> I had that thought too, and then I forgot, but then <laughs> looking over all of my abilities, I have nothing that would help. Okay. I was going to say, like, you know, blast a, a, some sparks into the air or something. Anyway. Yeah, I don't have, like, prestidigitation or mage hand or any of that. Oh, shit. I'm a bad D&D player, <laughs> and I pick bad spells. Um, <laughs> I, I, like, I could light a log on fire and throw it, <laughs> I guess. Um, I'm, I'm leaving that house, and I'm cautiously walking down Main Street, scoping it out, making my way towards the tree. Gotcha. Oh, Wait. Uh-huh. 
I stop at the door as this idea, as this light bulb goes off, and I turn around and I'm looking around the shop to see if there's anything like insect netting. Hmm. Some kind of a head protection or something translucent I could put around my head. Let me think. What? Well, you you do live. Uh, this isn't a swamp, so I, I think it's pretty reasonable to say that some people would have like some sort of you know mosquito masking or something for their face. Um, just sort of like a hat with one of those. That was kind of what I was picturing. Yeah. Um. So I'll roll to see if they have it. I'm gonna roll a d20. If it's uh, over a 15, they have it. 17. I definitely, I snag one of those and put it on and maybe grab a couple short lengths of rope and tie the, like, the wrists and the ankles and around my waist. Just cinch up my clothing. Gotcha, so things can't slip in. Yeah, the hat looks vaguely like a beekeeper's hat. Kind of like that, one of those hoods. That, I, I say, if you deal with, like, insects or, like, a swarm, we'll, we'll buff your AC in response to that, if you remind me. Okay, uh, I'm gonna write that down. Yeah, that's that's a potentially. Hey, who knows? Maybe maybe that'll be relevant. As far as Talbotton knows, this person died with uh, a preposterous amount of insect corpses nearby and smushed on them. Yep. And a lot of weird things have been happening, nature related. So I'm terrified that I'm going to get covered in swarming insects. This also may be a phobia. <laughs> um, I'm gonna project a little bit more and say that Talbotton has a stinging insect phobia. Fair. Uh, which, go ahead and make me have disadvantage, because I did just kind of throw that to <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, so after moderately guarding myself from an invasion of insects, uh, I step out the door and start cautiously making my way. Not super cautiously, but just like making my way towards the tree and looking at the various buildings to see if I see any, any scenes or any pastiches of further drama. As you continue forward towards this big tree, you notice that the buildings on either side of you are getting more overgrown. The The vines seem thicker. They, they seem to be pulling down. Uh, and one of the, the last row buildings in the houses look like they've actually become kind of structurally unstable. Like they're maybe only standing up because those vines are there. And if those vines were gone, then they would have been maybe like crushed and would just collapse. Does it appear at this point that the ring of uh, ring of trees that are surrounding the town are uh, the center of that ring is this big old tree? I think that is a fair a fair interpretation. Yes. Okay. And as you get closer to the tree, now that you are you know looking for it, you can tell that there is a building inside of this tree. Oh. There, you can see a you can see a doorway, you can see windows, and you can see a very overgrown sign that has been maybe like as the tree grew lifted up higher than it was originally but then coated with uh with dead vines and that sign says goblin godfrey's goof emporium and sending stone oh good oh great oh boy uh that means nothing to talbotton uh <laughs> uh except for you know the sending stone which i i believe i i believe I could be wrong here. I believe that Par did tell you that Goblin Godfrey was the person who had the Sanding Stone. Yeah. Yeah. That is true, actually. I think Talbotton lets out sort of a sigh, picks up a rock, and throws it at the tree, preparing to run. The rock hits the tree, and it hits with a thunk, bounces off, and then just lands among the vines and grasses growing on a, what once was Main Street. Talbotton remembers a poem that he wrote after a particular incident that happened in his Bardic college years. 
during one of the sort of martial classes, because for there to be any reason for bards to have proficiency with certain weapons, <laughs> I imagine that part of bardic colleges like involves some sort of weapons training is more of like a showy thing, maybe. Mm-hmm. But um, someone said to him that people rarely look up. If you want to surprise someone, come from above. Oh. And uh, he wrote a poem about that that he really liked. Oh. But uh, nobody did. Didn't make it into the book that sold well. <laughs> but Talton remembers that in this moment and then is like, ah, mm, okay, and I look up. And I'm looking for nests. Oh, yeah. Um, looking up, you do see a bird's nest. Um, you don't see any sort of, you see a couple of bird's nests, actually. There's no birds in them. You also see, I assume you're looking for in, like a, a wasp nest or something, bees. Bees nests, no wasps nests. Don't see anything like that. I'm, okay, I'm going to try and get in that house. Okay, are you going to just go through the main door? Are you going to try breaking windows or look for another entrance, anything like that? Uh, I'm going to go in the front door. Uh, well, actually, I'm going to try and peek through a window first. That you, That's a good point. Talbotton wouldn't just blindly go in. Yeah, so um, this time I will make you do... Would this be perception still or investigation? I, I think I think perception makes more sense. Okay, perception check. Yeah. That's a nat 20. Hell yeah. Tell me... To look at a window. Tell me specifically what you are trying to discern. Any kind of motion, any kind of activity. Okay. Any kind of insects or insect nests, anything like that. Gotcha. So looking through the the dust-covered window, you kind of have to wipe it a little bit. There's enough light coming through the window that you can see there's, there's no movement inside. You don't see any human forms or anything like that. You do see some shelves and let's see, anything else? Um, you don't see any nests. You don't see any buzzing of insects, anything like that. No movement whatsoever on the inside. Does it look ransacked? I don't know if I would say ransacked, but yeah, there's definitely stuff thrown off of shelves and, and everything. You can tell that this is a store of some sort uh, and that stuff is specifically been thrown though. Does it look like someone came in after this happened, but before I got here? Uh, like, did, Has this been vandalized, essentially? Has someone, like, shown up, been through? Is there another... Are we the first people to come to this house mm, after mm. this tree came here, basically? That is... I would say that you. it does sort of seem like like somebody else has been here at some point. And messed it up exceptionally. Like there, like the the shelves that you can see through the window that are knocked over. There's no vines next to them or anything like that. So it's not like they got knocked over because of that. It's not like the structure of the building has been shaken such that it would have it, it would explain that disarray. Okay. If you want to know more, you'd probably have to go inside. Yeah. Well, now I'm going inside, uh, but I'm definitely keeping the crossbow ready. Stepping inside to the space, you see, you know, a long counter. You see boxes um, that look like maybe they were used for bait, that sort of thing. You also see those shelves that are half falling over. And there, there's also a, a door in the back, double doors in the back of this room uh, that are, are knocked off of their hinges. Is the tree growing from around this building or up through it? It seems more around. But, but it's also, like, you can see a couple of the... Like, the walls look like they've been shifted a little bit, as if the growth, like, picked up the wall a little bit as it pulled up. So there's there's a gap between the floor and the wall in one spot, so you could even, like, crawl through, if that makes sense. So this tells me that the growth happened incredibly rapidly, because if it grew slowly, it wouldn't have lifted the walls. That's a fair assessment, yeah. 
At least not in the way to create a gap like that, I would imagine. Uh, well, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe an arborist will tweet at me <laughs> and tell me I'm wrong and that trees lift houses all the time. Uh, okay. See, the thing now that I'm upset about is that there was someone else here after this happened that messed it up. Because now that has me even more on edge. Because that was something I was wondering was like, did this happen and everyone died and no one's been here since? Or did this happen and someone's been here since but obviously didn't fix it? So that makes me nervous. So I'm looking for a sign of motive. Like if there was like some like something's, I, I, I don't know, like a cash register that's open <laughs> or something. You know what I mean? No, I, to- I totally get what you're saying. So you're, you're basically trying to figure out if there was someone here, what they were doing. Yeah, why was someone else here? Okay, roll me investigation. Put on my Sherlock Holmes hat again. <laughs> me and my beekeeper suit. Uh, that is a seven plus three, seven, eight, nine, ten. You walk over to the counter, take a look, see the cash register, uh, and you press a little button to pop it open. Chink, pops open, and um, there's still money inside. And yeah, that definitely wasn't taken. It's possible, looking around the, the space, it's possible that maybe someone took something out of from the shelves but there's such a disarray like the the shelves have just been like knocked over in such a way that it's, it's hard to tell what's just what's actually missing and what is what is just in yeah okay there's no bodies right no bodies no bodies no movement no buzzing sounds from the bait boxes uh bait boxes for what uh so that's just a thing that's you see a lot at um in country convenience stores like uh where they'll just have like a box of like worms and that sort of things for yeah oh oh okay crickets i thought for some reason it was more specific than that because you brought it up a few times so i was like is this there's something more to this but no it's just like cans of worms and and things like that listeners will remember that uh bait boxes came up when silas came to this location which is why i made a point to mention them again gotcha yeah, still suspicious though. Uh, so no, no, totally. Um, I'm I'm now just gonna look for the sending stone. I think after having determined that the place wasn't robbed, that doesn't make me at ease anymore. I would much rather it be some punks that came in to steal some stuff <laughs> than something else. So even more on edge, but now I'm looking for the sending stone. Gotcha. So you uh, walked through those the the big gap in shelves um, that leads to the that leads to those double doors that have been knocked off their hinges and you walk into the the back hallway that leads leads down a little bit looking around there's there's a few there's a couple different doors that you see uh, the first one looks like it maybe leads to a, a restroom that's gross uh, <laughs> I, I just I just had a thought of like do they have indoor plumbing oh no uh, but anyway. composting toilet yeah so you walk by the the restroom, then you um, walk by a room that has sort of a glass door, uh, or sorry, a, a glass window on its door, on its double doors that has again been knocked off the hinges, and then there's another wooden door farther back. Well, I'm peeking through the door with the window. Yeah, so that one, I feel like I described that poorly, but there's a couple of double double doors that had glass windows on it that have been knocked off of their hinges and are laying on the ground. So that, looking through that gap, you see a large space with like padded walls. There's lots of chairs scattered around. Um, you see a few padded walls. Padded walls, yeah. Um, there's chairs around. There are some uh, instruments, some sheet music lying on the ground. Does Talbot know that music was a thing for Godfrey? I don't think so. I don't think you would have any reason to know that. I think I just kind of scowl. Not well, not not at the fact that there was music. I very much like <laughs> that, but like. 
why why are the doors knocked off the hinges in here? Uh, I'm poking my head in the next available gap. Okay. So the the next room, uh, this these doors have not been knocked off their hinges, and there's it's just a door that is just this wooden door that's leading off somewhere. Down a hallway? Down a hallway, but this door is locked. Oh, well, uh, not for long. I want to just break the door open. All right, roll me a strength check. Oh, uh, I want to talk the door open. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Talbotton, okay, yeah, Talbotton does. DC 12. Talbotton does try to break the door down with his strength. That is a nine. <laughs> Do you like, tell me how this fuck fucks up. Uh, I think I think he like grabs the handle, shakes it a little bit, and he's like, "Huh, it's locked." And then leans back and kicks the door, and then just falls over <laughs> backwards. Yeah, you fall on your ass. Uh, do you have any other way to get through this door? Uh, yeah, I think he he growls at it. Why? No, he doesn't growl at it. That's weird. Uh, whoa, no, wait, maybe he does. And then he's like, "Well, that, that's weird. Good thing I'm alone, because um, he's full cryptid form, sort of." Uh, <laughs> and cast calm emotions on himself. <laughs> um, I'm gonna pick the lock. I don't have lock picks on me. Dang. Uh, uh, is there? A, is there a window? Uh, not here. No. Huh. I mean, there might be on. I don't know somewhere else, but. It, what? Well, I'm, okay. I step away from that door and make a mental note. There's a third one, isn't there? Sorry, that was me being bad at describing this. There is the door to the bathroom. There is the double doors that have been knocked off their hinges to that padded room, and then there's this door. Okay, I'm checking the bathroom. I mean, yeah. it's, you always check everything. You go in. Uh, it's just a bathroom, you know, water closet kind of thing. And there's a, a toilet. You could use it if you wanted. There's no bodies. No nothing. No. Nope. Good. Well, at least that's normal. Uh, and I, I walk out. I'm going back to the to the main area of the shop, actually, or the padded room first. I'm looking for keys. Okay, give me an investigation. Investigate for keys. Uh, also, uh, well, that's not great. That's a fifteen. Uh, fourteen. Fourteen. Yes, eleven plus three. Is there is there anything else you're looking for besides keys? By the way, uh, where the sounding stone would have been. Sounding stone. Sending stone. Um, interchangeable. <laughs> But okay, I keep screwing it up. The the internal logic that we came up with was that the big stones are sending stones, and those little necklace crystals, uh, which you presumably don't know about, are sounding stones. But I'm sure I fucked that up so many times. Okay, doesn't matter. I'm looking for where the noisy rock might be. Yeah, where the noisy rock. Looking around, uh, you try to look for for keys. You don't find any keys. You do see on the ground. In the, the center of this room, you see like just these really intense scrape marks as if something was something really big and heavy was like pushed out of here and uh, into the hallway. Somebody stole the sounding. St- Do the scrape marks just end in the they hallway? They go through the hallway and then down uh, through the main room through those rows of knockdown shelves, um, which have been pushed out of the way, allowing this thing to be scraped all the way out the front door. I follow the trail. Yeah, um, you follow the trail. Once you're outside, it's way more... The, the grass and vines outside are way more overgrown, right? Yeah. So you're going to have to roll me a, I guess, survival to see if you can, like, sort of track where this was. Because clearly this happened... This this scraping happened before there was all this overgrowth. Or as much of the overgrowth. Okay, so that's a 16 survival. You can tell that it is leading off behind this building and away from town. 
uh, a little bit to the north, but then it the trail kind of gets lost. I think standing at the end of where I've been able to trace it to, uh, Talitin sort of hmm. uh, and makes a, as detailed of a mental note as he can of where he's standing now mm-hmm. so that he can bring Blue here later. Uh, I've, I want to go, go down that locked hallway. I think I, you said there was like axes and all sorts of stuff down at the tool store, yeah? Oh, thank God. Yeah, yes. Oh, well, there are. Well, I, I am, I am lazy. I wouldn't, I didn't want to like go all the way down there and then all the way back just to do it <laughs> if I could just kick it open. Um, so yeah, no, no, totally fair, totally fair. I, I, that wasn't my plan. But when you failed to open up the door, I was like, oh, but there's an axe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's totally an axe. Yeah, so I, 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 I kind of go back to the tool shop. Grab a, uh, there were hatchets. There was also a full size axe. No, I don't. I don't want your axe. I want a hammer. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. You go back and uh, grab. Do you grab like a sledgehammer or like a full size hammer or like a, a regular handle hammer? Sledge. Sledge. Okay. Um. Yeah. You grab. Uh, well, that. actually, no. You know what? To prevent a uh, have future trip back here, I uh I grab the sledgehammer and I just take a practice swing to see if I can handle it. Yeah. Yeah. You you swing it pretty well. Um. It's not too heavy for you. I turn to the person whose corpse I covered and say, see, I'm not weak. It's just a really good door. And I leave. <laughs> nice. You make it, uh, get back to the Emporium and um, make it back to that door. And are you just going to swing at the handle? Swing at- yeah, I just want to smash the handle off. All right. Um, and I, I think with uh, with a fucking sledgehammer, you just get through there. It maybe takes like a couple of swings, but you knock the doorknob off and the door swings open. I thought you were going to say it falls off its hinges and I was going to be so mad. (laughs) (laughs) No. The door swings open and you open up into a into what looks like maybe I don't know, there's like a couch and there's a couple other doorways. I, uh, I walk back and I pick up the handle that I smashed off and I look, is there a keyhole on the on the handle? Which side is the which side is the door meant to be locked from? There, there's a little toggle on this side, so you can unlock it without a key from this side. The other side, you would need a key to get in. Okay. From the shop side, you would need the key. Okay. So the idea was that this needed to be kept private from the shop, not that something needed to be kept in this that didn't yes. couldn't get out, which would be weird, and I kind of assumed, but I wanted to double check. Yes, yes. Okay. So there's a couch. Yeah, there's a couch. Um, there's three doors. Uh, one of them has a window that has, like, vines growing over it, one of the three doors. Um, And there's also another window next to that with vines growing over it. Uh, You can even see, like, some of the vines, like, piercing through the wall. Hmm. I crack in each of the doors and peeking through. One of them uh, just appears to be a kitchen. Like, you see some knives. Uh, You see, you smell, before you even barely have picked your head in, you smell, like, rotten food and stuff. Which, actually, you probably smelled that when you entered the Emporium as well. Once you you know, leave there, unless you're going to look for anything in particular there. Uh, You go over to the other door, peek that open, and uh, you see it's really, really dark. There's no window letting in light here. I have dark vision because of my tiefling heritage. So with your dark vision, you can make out that there's papers all pinned up to the walls. There's a desk space with, like, papers um, all over the place. There's receipts, but also some maps. There's scribblings everywhere. Writing implements, there's a couple of lanterns, uh, that sort of stuff. Boxes, that sort of stuff. I'm going to do the boring thing, and I'm going to look through the papers as best I can to try and find the most recent transaction record. 
Okay, yeah. Or the most um, recent record of any kind. Fair. Cool, cool, cool. So looking through the receipts first, the latest one that you can find is, you, you know, it has a, a few things in it, like just some normal normal stuff, like Nhinga jerky, just random bits and bobs, some food, that sort of thing. So nothing, nothing particularly interesting, although it, it happened, clearly it was from around the time that Pard said that you guys had lost, that people had lost contact with Flukehaven, right? Looking beyond that, you search around, uh, roll me an investigation to see what else you get. I need to remember to have you roll things. I have a lot of investigation, apparently, today. That's a 15. 15. Uh, poking around, you find lots of notes, drawings of drawings of crystals, of small crystals that have, like, runes and markings inscribbled, you know, in, in Inscribed in them, inscribbled in them. Inscribbled, I like it. <laughs> inscribbled. Uh, you see drawings, very, very, actually like talent. The, the whoever drew them is very talented uh, artist. Very detailed diagrams and drawings of these necklaces that have crystals as the main pendant. You also see lots of notes with sine waves talking about. It seems to be talking maybe about like using magic to transmit audio, that kind of thing. Did you make a like? Radio themed, radio and audio technology themed plot for me. No, this was <laughs> <laughs> this was the original plot of Flukehaven. So yeah, there's there's notes on that. There's also notes on you find various like history books. You also find um, what else? What else? Oh, you find manuals on artifice, artificery, art, artif. I don't know that that's right, but I really like artificery. So let's just do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you find books written by um, artificers, and there are like all kinds of little pieces of paper, like note cards stuck inside of them. And clearly, whoever was here was like working on something. Comparing the handwriting on those notes to the handwriting on the receipts, because I'm assuming they weren't printed. Yeah. Uh, does this appear to be Godfrey's writing? Same writing, yes, exactly the same. I'm taking all of the notes I can fit in my bag and all the diagrams I can fit in my bag mm -hmm. and maybe the the most used looking tome about artificery. Cool. The one that probably has the most bits of paper in it. I'm pocketing that. Uh, I had also mentioned if you want to if you want to add this, I had also mentioned that there was a map on the wall. Oh. Yeah. Uh, looking at that, is there marking on that map? Yes. Looking at the map out among the marsh north of the main street, you can see some scribbles that seem to indicate like maybe he's wanting to build something in, in a couple of places close to town. But then there's also a big X marked in the center of some of the marshes north of the town. I, uh, I take my iPhone out and snap a photo. Um <laughs> I, uh, and by that I mean I take the map down off the wall, roll it up, put it in my bag, realize it's too long and sticking out, and then take the map out, unroll it, carefully fold it in half, re-roll it, <laughs> fit it in my bag, and it's just long enough, maybe? <laughs> yeah, totally. Okay. And if it's too big for me to take, that's okay, too. I mean, you could also, like, transcribe the notes onto the map that uh, Blue gave you. No, I'm taking it. Okay, okay, cool. Uh, and also, well, I do that first. Actually, okay. Now that you say it, I, uh, <laughs> I I roughly copy it and then just say, you know what? And then I take it. I think somebody's up to something, and I'm not uh, happy about it because they've caused some kind of plague, plague of birds and bees. <laughs> so is there uh, is there anything else that you want to do before meeting back up with Blue? Yeah, I set fire to the entire 
down. Uh, no. Do you really? Uh, no. Okay. I don't think I really want to be responsible. For, I don't think the Talbotin would do that. I just don't have a good feeling. Um, totally. I uh, I walk out apologizing to nobody but the doorknob for breaking it. And again, just I'll give the Emporium, the main room, sort of another once-over. Like, where is Godfrey? We see Talbotin in his true form with his deer-like face, his stubby little antlers, uh, <laughs> walking out the front door of the Emporium. In a beekeeper's hat. In <laughs> a beekeeper's hat. And he wa- he's walking down Main Street, heading back to the main bridge into town to hopefully meet up with Blue. And as he leaves the front door, we see the back of the building. We see Goblin Godfrey standing just outside the back entrance to his place of business and to his home with his hand clasped onto the doorknob and his body shriveled and dead. And that's where we're going to end today. Always check the back door, never just the front door. That's where all the goblins go when they're dry and dead and bone. Oh, man. Oh, beans, Ty. Oh, beans. Couldn't you have recorded that after I left? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I feel like I've done something like that before. And the answer to that question is, Mason, I'm not going to I'm not going to take the time to record something else later. No, I'm doing it now. Uh, You're subjecting me to so much stress, Ty. Uh, All right. How are you feeling today? You have a good time? Yeah, yeah, my throat feels better from the beginning of this recording session. <laughs> Mine as well. All right, so um, now uh, now that we're, we wrap up, is there anything you'd like to plug? Yeah, um, always check the back door of establishments that you are investigating, because that's where the corpse is, and it's clutching the doorknob. Also, if for some reason you're interested in things I do, go to thatnerdmason.com, and I made a video about fonts. 14 useless minutes about fonts. You might find that interesting. You might not. I'm not super happy with it, but it's fun. It's fun. All right. Uh, And with that, uh, if you guys have enjoyed this show, please go check out other shows on the Scavengers Network. Uh, We've got Unnatural 20s. We have Spooky Spouses. We've got uh, Help Me Out. Help Me Out. What we got? Uh, There's also some new stuff that'll be coming soon. And importantly, the Scavengers Network Independent Podcast Showcase is coming up the weekend of May 21st. It's an entire weekend of live podcasts, videos, all sorts of fun stuff from a bunch of independent creators. If you go to snipshowcase.com, you can check out the details. It's S-N-I-P showcase.com. As in, Scavengers Network Indie Podcast Showcase. Snipshowcase.com. And I actually will be doing a live show for that. Yes. Like, not in person. This is all going to be online. But yeah, uh... I'm, I'm working on, we're recording this back in February. I have a pretty solid concept, and uh, I think by the time this airs, I should have all the details hammered out. 
Um, so yeah, look look forward to that. We'll have uh, more details. Oh yeah, I realized all I gave was the date and the name. It is on Twitch.tv, so it's a live-streamed independent podcast showcase. There's no admission cost. If you're interested in sponsoring, it might be a little bit too late, but you can find <laughs> yeah. more information about that at SnipShowcase.com. But it's free, it's fun, it's going to be rad. Ty's going to do a live show. Yeah. Uh, I'm not doing anything, I'm running the tech. Yes, and I appreciate that. So if it looks like crap, tweet at me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, and uh, with that, I, I think it's about time that we pitter-patter on out of here. Yes, thank you for a wonderful adventure, Ty. Thank you. I'm going to pitter this way. I'm going to patter that way. Okay. Pitter. Patter. Pitter. Patter. Pitter. Patter. Pitter. Patter. Pitter. 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 Ty! Ty! Yeah? You left a patter over here. Oh! You can have it. I'm just, I, okay, I mean, I'm really just into pitters lately, but all right, I'll take it. All right, broaden your horizons. Yeah, whatever, bye. Okay, bye. Pitter. 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 All right. Okay. That was dumb. <laughs> that was. Thanks to the Joy Drops for the use of Not Drunk as our intro and outro music. Find them at thejoydrops.com. You can find us at sidecharacterquest.com, at SCQ Podcast on Twitter, or by email at sidecharacterquest at gmail.com. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. And welcome to FMK All Day. I'm Aaron. And I'm Elizabeth. And on this show, we play no holds barred f Mary Kill. <laughs> yes, it's true. Only we don't bleep out the bad words. No regrets. Each episode is under 15 minutes, and you can find us on the Scavengers Network and wherever you like to get your podcasts. This is just gonna all just be bloop stuff. Um just on the note of like those sorts of things that you are given a million of and, and just have forever uh, in middle school, elementary school and middle school. Do you, do you, I don't know if this was true in your school system as well. Um, we had to constantly make poster board presentations. And so we mm. constantly needed poster board. And so finally my dad said, fuck it and bought like I, it was, it was a, a stack of poster board that was maybe four feet tall. <laughs> and he was like we are never going to need poster board ever again because i'm buying all of this this was right after we all hit high school everybody all my siblings nobody needed any of it anymore don't need poster board anymore and it was so because we were we were going through you know we were having to go to the store to buy poster board like every three weeks you know somebody would need it for some class do you and still have a bunch of it my dad probably, so I don't have any of it because it's just in my dad's house, but in a closet, there's probably at least two, two feet tall stack of poster board. That's probably about a yard by a yard. Uh, I would maybe buy that from him. <laughs> if I, next time I go down, I'll, uh, I'll grab some.
yo, yeah, and like give him some dollars and then I'll pay you for it. You can be our broker. I could I could use that for props, dude. All right. All right. Sounds Do you want a giant metal sweet. T? I could trade. I T have, stands for tie. So yeah, I have that. a lowercase and an uppercase giant metal T. Wait, they're metal? Yeah, they're metal. I was gonna comment on those and how much I like them. Where did they come from? Uh they were for what? free on the side of the road. They must have come from a, a sign on some kind of store. I've just got the blues, Ty. You got the that's what 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 why why? Why though? Is it does that have anything to do with that giant T behind you? Yeah, it does. It has what, a lot to do with it. What what is what is that what did it do to you? When I was a child. Yeah. A young child. Yeah. Three feet tall, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe two and a half. I don't know how feet big tall. children are. I'll believe you. Well, yes, I was walking down a lonely side street in a rainy windswept city and uh, a small man in a big coat walked up to me and said son someday you're going to be on a podcast and I want you to have this and he reached inside of his big coat and handed me this two foot three foot tall metal tee it was as tall as I was at the time and Mm. I've kept it ever since and now I'm just thinking about him yeah I wonder where he is do you think that he do you think, do you think maybe he lives in the T? I don't, he wasn't that small. Okay. It's a big T, but it's that would a big, be a, it's a big T. Hold on, let me check. Okay. I never actually looked. There is a, there, I do see hinges. I do see hinges on the, on there. There's a door. I've got, oh, you got it. Yeah. All right. Uh, so. So the the back of it is actually clear. Oh look, there's writing. There's writing. What does it say? It says, "Oh no way." Yeah. A short rest can count for a long rest in terms of its status effects, <laughs> but not in terms of the time elapsed <coughs> in game while using this tea. Oh, that's cool. Oh, wow. It's a, it's a buff. It's a buff. Yeah. Ah, oh, radical. Oh, and it also says you learn one level six spell of your choice, Ooh. and you have three level six spell slots. So you that's pretty sweet. You could have had this forever. I, could, I did have it forever. I've had it since I was two and what, a half feet tall. Do you, do you remember what spell you chose? For, le, for my level six spell? Yeah, your level six spell. I didn't, I didn't pick it yet, Ty. I haven't read the inside of the T until just now. All right. Well, I mean, boy. Well, I guess you can check that out after we uh, finish recording. I'm just going to use charm. I'm just going to have charm person. <laughs> Is that a level six spell? <coughs> I guess you no. can always do a lower one. It's level two. <coughs> Ty, that intro was weird and long. That was weird and long. Do you want to do something else? <laughs> we can. A little sweet bean. Sorry. Uh, jelly. No, you're all good. Jelly bean uh, got on top of a shelf and then knocked down a frame and shattered it. <laughs> so, oh, geez. Yeah. Um, yes. I have made a bad decision in my life. Yeah. I've made several, but one uh, really quickly I just want to tell you about because it just occurred to me again. 
in my regular off-air D&D session, I'm also playing a bard uh, <laughs> that is also is a traveling teacher, uh, <clears throat> also a lot of speech-based magic, and is a kobold. So it's like a little dragon person uh, and also has a I, probably the identical voice. I'd like to think they're a little different, but I'm not that great of a voice actor. So I have to switch my mind from Viam to Talbotin very firmly. Gotcha. But I just wanted to tell you how I've set myself up for failure. On that. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll just take uh, passive stealth. What's your passive stealth? What? There's no so. There's such thing as passive stealth. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. Skip that. Oh, um, wait, is it just ten plus your stealth modifier? Yeah. Oh, uh, passive stealth for me is. Oh, I haven't used a paper character sheet in a while. Uh, Fifteen. Um. So some of the distances on this are going to be like different. Like there's that uh where it says the campus on there, that yes. is where the like inn is, where the town is, and it's, it's farther than this map seems to imply. Proficiency means nothing when your dice hate you. I even did my pre-dice ritual where I rolled them and picked two that gave me nat 20s. Okay, so in a... I, I'm gonna... I, okay, I want you to tell me what they might have at a tool shop or, or like a, a supply store that would be relevant for that. I will accept it if you can if you can come up with something. And then I will I will roll to see if they actually have it. I'm going to say that you're not editing out a gap before I say this because it's a dumb idea and I don't want anyone to think that I took a long time to think of it. So I am saying this immediately. Cheesecloth? Um <laughs> And as that thought occurs, I'm checking the trunk too for like holes. Should have had you do a perception check for that, but oh well, I gave it to you. Oh dang! Oh well, Uh, I'll try and fault. Okay, and that note to self: provide long, useless explanations for your reasoning, and Ty will forget to ask you to roll. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How do I want to? How do I want to wrap this up? Because I feel like at this point we're 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 ending. Um, this, this conversation right here is not going to end up in the show. Yeah. Um, I can think of something cool to do to end on. Uh, I'm trying, I'm trying to think if, if you can think of something then good, good. Um, but, uh, otherwise I like, I'll, we'll both try to think of something and then whoever wins, uh, <laughs> whoever wins, whoever um, comes with the cooler thing. I just walked to his kitchen, brandishing finger guns, looking like a dad from the 1970s as he works out the proper way to phrase the figure that we see behind the building. It's like watching Michelangelo pace about the base of the statue of David, contemplating its every angle, Ty's gestures, painting a picture of what's passing through his mind. He's coming back. The artist speaks. We see, <laughs> we see Talbotton 